All right, guys, big time sports cast here. Our Minnesota Vikings are officially scheduled for demolition. The Gophers win another bowl game. And is the Premier League already over? You'll find out now. Here we go, Lori's Podcast. And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty well, man. I'm doing great. Do you guys have COVID? Not yet. But okay, I everybody feel- else does, yeah. I feel like the COVID walls are closing in on me, and that kind of sucks. But right now, I feel great. Feel better well, than I have. Feel better than I have in months. That's good. I actually appreciate that. Um, yeah, I mean, I just feel like we did our part. What else can we fucking do? We got vaxxed. We got boosted. We got we wear masks. So I mean, if it happens, it happens. At this point, there's uh, not much else to do um, because they won't let me do my job from home, and you know, we got lots of uh, kids that need to uh, be taken care of and need to be at school. So going to do my best and, and hopefully uh, all those, those uh, ratty kids will stay away from me. <laughs> Thank you for your service. <laughs> just, be, just go to Menards and like grab some chicken wire and like build it around your desk. You know what I mean? Um, like no questions, nobody any closer than this. Just bear sure the school wouldn't mind. Just put like sprinkle some mouse traps around <laughs> it as well. Just go I think, full. I think control. just being in the building is what, would make the school happy. Mm-hmm. So apparently, yeah. All right. Uh, so right. So we're going to start out with uh, some news, some sports news. But before we do that, we need everyone to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordy's Podcast. Also, subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcasts from, and get the Nordy's Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free. Through all twenty twenty two. Yeah. Through it's all twenty. 20- also, guys, please. Um, Check out our episode later this week, our screencast, where we're going to announce the 2021 Nordy Winners, the most prestigious award in uh, all of podcasting. Easily. 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 All right. So check that out. Make sure you won't want to miss that. And uh, let us know what you think we got right and wrong um, when you were doing that. Also, guys, we're not in the same place, obviously, being responsible. COVID, you know, you know the drill. Uh, what are you? What are you guys drinking? Jim, let's start with you. All right. This is one that you left over at my house when you brought your random assortment for New Year's, which I appreciate. Uh, and it's it's one of the inbound milkshakes, the Love Shack. Love Shake, I guess it is. Uh, it's a nice beer. It's actually a little better than I expected. So thank you for that, Eric. Good stuff. All right, uh, Barter, what do you have? I don't know, Eric. What do you have? Um, I have Mr. Falcon from our good oh. friend at Fair State and Barrel Theory in collaboration. Weird. That's you what know what? too. Fuck you guys and your cool beers. <laughs> <laughs> You're accidentally coordinating cool beers. This is a uh, talk. Did, didn't even discuss it, and I couldn't be happier. Absolutely delicious beer. So happy to have it. Uh, too bad it's it's too late for uh, it to get a nomination. All right, All right guys. Let's get moving on with some news. Uh, we have to start out with the Minnesota Golden Gophers, the PJ Fleck led boat rowing uh, Minnesota Golden Gophers, who I have a pretty positive feeling about. After getting a big win against the Badgers this year, um, finishing just outside of going to the playoff, and uh, they actually won the Windex Hardys Office Max Armed Forces Bowl, eighteen to six over the most boring team I've ever seen in my life, West Virginia. It was a barn burn. Yeah, I mean they weren't very good, right? I mean well, sometimes the Gophers aren't player. very good, so it's still super nice that we won. But while we were playing, I'm like. This team isn't very good. 
I think that the Gophers were probably a top twenty-five team in the country this year. Right. I mean, they were they were they were nowhere near competing for a title, or you know, probably wouldn't be competing to win the Rose Bowl. But I think right. And I thought right. So let me clarify. I thought the Gophers looked like they did all year, which I think was pretty good. I think they had a good year. I just thought the team we played. I was like, this does not look like our toughest competition. No, they were hard to watch, and I think the Gophers got a little bit screwed with what bowl they could go to, but also the Gophers just don't have that passionate of fans. I mean, we kind of get harmed every year in the bowl season because they don't trust the Minnesota fans to travel. Mm. Uh, ironically, uh, ironically, they used to travel really well to the Sun Bowl when, you know, Glenn Mason would go eight and three every year. Um, but that was like, you know, probably aiming for a warmer pasture in the month of December. Mm-hmm. This Gopher team, is all, it's also kind of strange because like they're nine, they ended up nine and four. Man, if you take that Bowling Green, and not to, not to go all Mike Zimmer on the bit, but like if you take the Bowling Green loss and the uh, Illinois loss at home, like Eric said, this is this team looks much better on paper. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like like exponentially better. I'm pleased with Fleck. I'm pleased with the program. And Fleck has done one thing. He has turned the Gophers into um, Wisconsin. Uh, he has. I mean, in his time there, we have one game, one less win than Wisconsin does. Um, you know, I mean, we've been the Badgers since Flex showed up. That, it might big, be a, was the big, uh, the big home loss to the Badgers for the Big Ten West title. I think he's been um, as good as the slumping Badgers. Is that fair? Because the Badgers, yeah. they're slumping. Yeah. They haven't been the best. They, they've they've taken a they've taken a step back. We've taken a step forward. Now I kind of think we're equal programs. And I'm sure that there are Gopher and Badger fans alike who are like, "What a terrible take!" But we're two and two against them in four years. We have one less win than they do. We're undefeated in bowl games. You know, I, I think that we've kind of even the playing field. Um, our recruiting classes every year are very similar in where they're ranked. And so I guess if you would have said. Hey, they're hiring this guy, PJ Fleck. He's kind of a douchebag, but the players love him, and he's going to get some decent recruits, and he's going to be as good as the Badgers. I would have been like, deal. Absolutely. Yeah. That. Oh, God. Things were dire. I mean, and that's, that's what great. he's given us. So I that think means we, a lot yeah. of Minnesota fans in general. Like, I would rather have, you know, beaten them those couple times and have a better record overall or gotten into a slightly better bowl game. Uh, those wins against Wisconsin are huge for us. Absolutely. All right, guys. Next up, we have to talk about the Winter Classic, where the Minnesota Wild lost their fifth straight game. Um, it's not really fair. It's not a very authentic version of the Wild that we're seeing. They've hardly played games over the last few weeks. They've put out really weird lineups. They're missing a lot of their... And then they had to play outside in four-degree weather. Coldest game in NHL history. Um, to me, I was I found myself mildly proud of the spectacle, um, knowing it's a big deal for the NHL. And all, like, you know, the number of fans who watched it on TV were probably less than more watching, like, a Cheers rerun. But those people probably saw Minnesota and the state of hockey, and it was a great um, it was a great way to show off the culture of hockey in our state. And I think they did a pretty nice job of that, even if it was a little hokey at times. It just sucked that the product on the ice wasn't nearly as good as our fans deserved. Well, I mean, it was exciting yeah. in that there was 10 goals, right? So- right. Just, just if you're a neutral, that might have been fun. Um, from our perspective, you know, St. Louis just was scoring at will. Um, I also think picking two quote unquote like flyover country cities may not have been the best uh, for rating. Uh, but I do have one question about this. So Eric, with 
with the Super Bowl being like maybe in the top spot, and then for you like the Olympics being the least watchable, where does where does the Winter Classic fall into your like most overrated sporting event of a four year span? Oh, it's pretty pretty low. It's pretty bad to be honest with you. I think the hockey is really terrible for whatever reason. um, You can't hear the crowd. You there's it's so awkward to watch like a floating rink in the middle of the screen. The cameras are never in good enough position, considering they could put them literally anywhere. And they kind of can't though, because they're probably locked into like baseball position cameras. Yeah, you know, like where there's availability of like outlets and all that kind of stuff that they need. I think it's like the it's such a novelty, like it's just yeah. such a stupid. To be honest with you, it's really stupid. But <laughs> I I found myself like. Being like, oh, I have to watch the opening. I have to see how they, what they do to start the game. I have to see the beginning of the game. And I watched some of it, and I was tuning in and out. But would you watch, um, would you have watched any of that stuff if it was like the Oilers against the Maple Leafs? I would have had uh, quite a few things that were more important. To me. Yeah. yeah, like watching the Cats <laughs> clean themselves or what, something like cheers. that. Watching cheers three rounds. Watching it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> watching uh, Sam pour them beers. Um, yeah, no, I thought it looked it looked pretty fun. I, I think the coolest move was when the Blues showed up off the bus in like shorts, swimsuits, flip flops. Loved it. The Hawaiian it so shirts. Fun. They deserve to win for that move alone. Like now, fuck Minnesota and your cold weather. Like, and then they 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 won. They kicked our ass. So they probably deserved I, that. I thought that was hilarious, and I really thought that they made me more excited for the game by just doing things like yeah. That. Full, full yeah. respect. Full respect to them for like. Rolling up, literally, like, rolling up their clothes and being like, yeah, we're going to show you guys that we don't care. All right, guys. Sad news. John Madden passed away. The famous coach, Hall of Fame coach. And uh, I think his greater legacy, and I'm I'm sure that someone will call me out on this, I think his greater legacy is definitely um, being the namesake of Madden and being one of the most famous announcers in pro sports history, even more than his incredible Hall of Fame coaching career. There's been many a coach that, you know, I think uh, Dan Reeves died this weekend as well, and it got very little uh, people talking about it. But I think his work as an announcer and his game, which I think along with um, flat screen TVs, like high definition TVs, Madden, the video game, and fantasy football are the three reasons that the NFL is the biggest sports league in the world. And, and it's the reason. Sorry, one, one honorable mention: the Telestrator. He was the first <laughs> guy to use the Telestrator of like circling the X's and O's. Oh yes, but yeah. I mean, I think those are some of the reasons that it's so big. Madden is critical, and everybody's played it. Everyone has spent time playing that game. Every one of your friends had that game. You've probably had a few Maddens in your life, if not most of them. And you've watched big games with with uh, John Madden. I mean, it's crazy, and so. I it is sad, and a uh, guy lived an amazing life. If you gave someone the opportunity to be a Hall of Fame coach, a Hall of Fame announcer, and uh, be the namesake of one of the highest selling video games of all time, I'm sure they would take it. Um, but always sad to see people like that um, die, even if, if they've lived an amazing life. Madden was almost like at the time, like bigger than the NFL itself because he had like the all Madden team, he had the video game. Um, Fun fact, I did not know this. John Madden was born in Austin, the home of the Spam plant, whatever. Really? Yeah. Anyway, All right. Well, um, we'll uh, have our own. Dude, John Madden's career as a coach was no joke. Like, he was probably, like Eric said, more famous for his announcing just because of all the, like, boom, hits the hole. You know, here's the guy. And, like, doing all that stuff. Like, 
but he was 112 and 39 and seven with a Super Bowl and a really good playoff record. That's pretty like very respectable um, as a coach. So for that anyone that, that thinks like he was just some sort of talking head, you know, on TV, John Madden like did it for real for like 11. So yeah, like Eric said, RIP, legend, legend. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, guys. Um, next up, uh, speaking of the Gophers. Uh, Amir Coffey playing well for the Clippers when all of his teammates are down with injuries and COVID. Guy was always very talented. Uh, I believe he's what um, Hopkins High School. Is not where he is from? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so yeah, that was Hopkins. pretty cool. He put up the other night. He put up like 14 points and eight rebounds on like really efficient shooting. Um, it is kind of fun. Like, although the league is hard to watch right now because there's tons of massive stars out, it's kind of cool if you're more of a geek about it to see some of these dudes you never would have expected have like nice performances on big, you know, big matchups that are still on ESPN. Um, you know, their families, you can only imagine must be freaking out to see them out there and the chances they never would have gotten if without 25% of the league being sick right now. Um, it's pretty cool. We have, you know, the wolves have their own, like Jalen Noel, like, I think honestly, we'll probably stay up even when people get healthy. He's been awesome. Like if we had to go through this stretch to realize that he's way better than, some of the other scrubs we've been putting out there uh, when we are fully healthy, that's probably worth it. So it's been kind of fun. Uh, right, and the coffee names. thing was cool. That's great. Give some names. Who's he better than? That's a scrub. Um, he's definitely, he's better than McLaughlin, although they don't necessarily play the same positions. I would always take minutes with Noel over McLaughlin. What about Okogie? Yeah. I think he, he adds scoring. So yes, that's another good one, right? Okogie's out there for his defense and we get that, but like, Noel's You're just doing well, us man. With friends of the pod, Kogi and McLaughlin, who probably were going to come on at some point. Um, if they come on, we just retract that and just say <laughs> they're the best that's ever played, and we buy their jerseys. Yeah. True. All right. Uh, next up, guys, Ohio State. They set all kinds of records in the Rose Bowl. One of their receivers had like 330 yards receiving. Some people call this awesome. I think this is like proof that college football is stupid. Like, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Like, the, the lack of defense in college football is so wild to me. And I don't find myself being excited by, like, just touchdown, touchdown, long bomb, kick return, every play is a touchdown, you get a touchdown, you get a touchdown. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm being a fucking Scrooge about it. but Yeah, what are you, um, 58 years old? Like, back in my day, defense wins champion. Like, At least you can recognize it, though. That's The self-awareness is key, Eric, so – I know I'm just being grouchy about it, but yeah, it is silly. Well, um, the thing Ohio is, State won over Utah. If if the Gophers were ever in a game like that, and we put up six touchdowns, you would be just psyched. I would be absolutely. I, it's just happening to other teams that have like massive talent, and every single one of their skill positions is going to go in the first round of the draft, and just things that we haven't experienced. Yeah, and I think like it's a bit overstated because the the Utah was winning when they shouldn't have. Like, they're dominating, like, one of the best programs in the country. And they were up, you know, three touchdowns, I think, at one point. And Ohio State had their hands full. So they just they just had to, like, go with an all-out, like, aerial assault. And Utah's secondary was no match for Ohio State's. And I think it just seemed like there was no defense. I think Utah was really trying very hard to stop Ohio State, Eric. I don't think it was from lack of effort. I think it's just that they got out-athleted, you know, um, just based on recruiting and, and all of that stuff. But it was really cool to see Utah absolutely giving the business to Ohio State in their very first Rose Bowl. I thought it was a lot of fun. I, I mean, I don't know why you're being so grouchy. It was a really good time to watch Central Fan. 
I mean, would you rather watch the Baylor Mississippi game that was twenty one seven? Like, is that is that no? Because but they but, but they were playing better defense. They weren't though. <laughs> Matt Carroll would have been is one of the best quarterbacks in the country. He got hurt on the first drive of the game. I'm just saying, you know, that's, like, that's not the like Oklahoma State Notre Dame thirty seven thirty five. Great game to watch. All uh, Kentucky versus Iowa twenty seventeen snooze fest. Like I have no reason to watch that game. What was the Rose Bowl final? Forty eight forty five. Probably that's was a lot. Probably was there was a lot of dude. I was watching it. It was so much fun. All right, uh, let's move on to something that's not fun. Ben Simmons has been fined ten million dollars so far <laughs> for missing time. Dude, there's a lot know. of silliness going on in the NBA I right no, now. I have no hate for Ben Simmons to be honest with you. Like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't like him. I don't hate him. I, I feel kind of like I wish the situation would get figured out because I'm, I'm tired of it from all, all ends of it. So mm-hmm. I hope he gets moved sooner than later because it's not fun to watch a good young player sit out and get fined and i don't know the whole thing is ugly but yeah, i do like I think it sucks these are two very rich people that i don't mind talking trash about and that's jake paul and dana white they are now officially enemies they are going at it in every single way uh jake paul accused dana white of doing cocaine dana white accused jake paul of doing steroids they're making these videos on social media and posting them uh Dana White said, I don't do cocaine. You can cocaine test me every day for 10 years, and but you need to get steroid tested. And then Jake Paul said, look at me. I'm a fat ass. I can't be on steroids. Look at me. And he was patting yeah, not belly. right now. Well, no, but he was like, he's like, it's and two weeks after my fight, and I'm already fat. I'm not doing steroids. I, I have this, this feeling that Jake Paul probably does do steroids, and Dana White probably does do cocaine. Yeah, uh, <laughs> for sure. I have this feeling that they have conversations that aren't over the internet, and they go, you know, it would be funny. Let's let's rile these people up. We'll both make you know three hundred million, and the by the end of yeah, this. But I fun. don't. But I think that this is really going well for Jake Paul, and really yeah. not going well for Dana White. Yeah, I, I agree. That's why that's the reason that you could imagine it might be a real exchange. I think it is real, and I think it's it's the best marketing ever for Jake Paul. So his big thing is, hey, you don't pay your fighters. You don't give your fighters health um, benefits after their retirement when a lot of these guys need them. You need to raise what you're paying these guys. You need to take care of these guys. Like He's saying all this stuff that I think most people would agree with. And including the, including he's kind the of a roster of UFC fighters. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Who have literally no ability to unionize like all other sports and are pretty much too afraid to say anything to Dana. Um, Jake Paul then says he knows that none of that will happen. So he said, if you do that, I will retire from boxing knowing he'll never have to do that. And I will fight your guy, Jorge Mesvidal, who is like a decent guy who for some reason the fans love because he has exciting fights. He knows this isn't going to happen, but he's just picking a fight against someone that everybody hates in Dana White, a villain, an easy villain, and he's promoting himself as this good guy who's trying to stick up for the voiceless, and he does it in a classic Gen Z master of the internet way that Dana White can't keep up with, and I just thought the video was hilarious, and I fully understand every time I'm like, I like the Paul brothers now, every grown-up. Every person who wants to show how old they are is like, oh, I hate them. They're douchebags. I'm like, yeah, they're douchebags, and I don't want to be friends with them, and I don't think that they're role models, but they're fucking funny, and they are just purely trying to save boxing and be entertainment and make a bunch of money along the way, and they're probably awful, horrible people and douchebags, and 
who cares? At this point, they're just funny. They're great entertainment. They're good for sports, at least in the short term. And I, I would love, I'd pay, I'd pay to watch Dana White fight Jake Paul. That would be great. I might charity, chip in for that. A charity match where they each make fifty million and charities make fifty million, and everyone has to pay hundred dollars to watch it. I'd if pay. You wanna, if, so there would be the <laughs> ultimate litmus test of like, if you want to see the vitriol Jake Paul has for Dana White, that would be the fight to see. Um, it would also be like disturbing to watch someone get like Alzheimer's live on television from being bludgeoned in the head by a severely younger. Man. Um, yeah. I think yeah. I fall in the like you know since I'm a, like you know only like twenty three years older than the both of you. I kind of fall into that category of like borderline between like the parents generation to like the, you know, the Gen Z kids. And I said on text today, like I hold no love for Jake Paul and his brother, but I absolutely respect what he's trying to do. If it's real, like if the effort is real, obviously he's going to try and like, you know, pump up his own brand and make himself money with his prerogative. But if it turns out like he does that and gets UFC fighters, like medical insurance post, fighting career and ups the minimum wage for like their low level fights and shit, then good on him. Fuck. That's great. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. And even just putting it out there and with on his huge platform that he has is like already has to be doing some good. Um, Even if it doesn't lead anywhere, it's like still drawing attention to, to, you know, things that could be better for these fighters. Okay guys. So next up the Vikings. That's what we have to talk about. Topic A. Do we have to? We have to. The Minnesota Vikings lose. A lot of people do rely on us to bitch about these things, and so I want to do that for them. The Vikings lose 37-10 to 10 in what was never a competitive game, making it so the Vikings would never one time in the last two years be above 500. This was a horrible game with no offense and no defense. Uh, they were never in this, not for a second. I felt like when we went down 3 nothing, that was an insurmountable lead for us to to get uh, there was a long period of time for most of the first half where after our first offensive play got a first down we didn't get another first down until the final two minutes of the first half um sean Mannion was completely overwhelmed and the reason that sean Mannion was in the game is because our quarterback kirk cousins the outspoken anti-vaxxer that he is um got covid like we all knew he would and was forced to miss a critical game with our season on the line yeah, and it's it really isn't the fact that he got COVID because we see people that are vaccinated get COVID. You can't just assume because someone got it, they're some kind of evil person. But the, the fact remains is that he had to do longer protocols and he didn't follow he didn't just follow the rules and try to be a team player. He had to be different, he had to be smarter than everybody else. And it was because he was unvaccinated that he missed the game. That it, it couldn't be more direct. I mean, it's it's literally like he would have been able to play Sean Mannion got COVID at the same time and was able to play because he was vaccinated. Um, Mannion was absolutely horrible and like impossible to watch. He also felt it like felt like he um, had like, uh, Oh gosh, what's that guy's name? Who has the weird metal legs? Forrest um, Gump. He had Forrest Gump legs okay. out there. That's what it felt like. He was six, six. And I like, you were talking about that Australian dude, yeah, the South African guy yeah, that yeah, killed his wife. The, the like, athletes. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not going there. But just Forrest Forrest Gump. Gump. That's where right. it felt. It felt like he was Forrest Gump out there. He couldn't move at all. He threw the ball so weird over the top. Like I just don't know if I've ever seen a quarterback who seemed less athletic than Manning but did. What was that? What was that segment? It was like was it like midway through the second quarter where Chris Collinsworth was like, "Oh, look at Manning's delivery, throwing fastballs like a ninety-five mile an hour fastball, quick release." I was like, 
was that like pre-planned where the producers like you gotta mm-hmm. say something nice about the vikings qb yeah give us give us your best shot and he's like oh he gets it out so quick it's so fast like well yeah but he's also not hitting the re- yeah he's throwing it into the dirt two feet behind them every this time this game was yeah. impossible to watch we couldn't run the ball you knew you weren't gonna be able to run the ball we couldn't get the ball to our receivers and we couldn't really stop aaron Rodgers and the packers mike zimmer said in his press conference that he's never seen a quarterback throw more back shoulder passes into single coverage than aaron Rodgers did in this game Devonte adams absolutely dismantled a depleted viking secondary and this game was never a competition the fans were all clamoring for Kellen Mond to get into the game or start the game. We want Kellen Mond. And if you remember all the Vikings fans talking about Kellen Mond could be the starter by the end of the year. Kirk Cousins sucks, and we want Kellen Mond. And we drafted Kellen Mond, and he's the future of the team. I think I said on this show, Kellen Mond was never going to start a game for the Vikings ever because mm-hmm. it was a joke you of did. a time, and it still is. Uh, he didn't need to be absolutely buried alive publicly by his head coach. Um but I think it shows you just how far away yeah, okay, he is. And okay, how I will far- stipulate to the fact that Kellen Mond may never start a game for the Minnesota Vikings. But in his one series that he played, did he look that much worse than Sean Mannion? I don't think so. Uh, I think he threw a ball directly to their player on his only pass. Um, but I will just <laughs> say this. I'm not here to stick up for Kellen Mond because friend of the pod and really friend of me, my brother Adam, big Vikings fan, he was selling T-shirts uh, for his business, La Flame Vintage. Check them out. And uh, for La Flame, and guess who walked in? Kellen Mond. And guess who was a complete asshole to him? Kellen Mond. Really? Yep. And from all accounts, Kellen Mond, not very professional. Kellen Mond blew all of his chances by getting COVID in the preseason and uh, close contacting all of our quarterbacks. Good job. And uh, I think that the team can't stand him and regrets the pick already. Especially when uh, interesting. The, the next, well, that would explain. The next pick was Davis Mills, who's crushing down in Houston yeah. on a really bad team. Yeah, Davis Mills might never be a great quarterback, but we know he's already done more than Mond ever will. Um, also, like I said, though, Mike Zimmer after the game said he doesn't want to see Kellen Mond next week. When asked why, he said because I see him every day, which I thought was kind of dirty, but I didn't really know all this backstory with oh, Kellen Mond. But for the head coach to be, like, clearly frustrated and probably going to lose his job, and he knows it, and for him to, like, just take a quick cheap shot at, like, a 22-year-old is kind of bullshit. They're extremely unprofessional. Yeah, I I thought so, too. I thought it was bullshit. And even if Mond has a headache and a disaster back behind the scenes, which I don't know if he is, but I'm just saying, even if he is, and even if he's a jerk who doesn't really deserve the respect and hasn't earned the respect, I still... Still think it's a bad look for the coach to be tired. Well, not just not just for um, your so that's not for QB for anybody on the team. Even even Bruce Arians, yeah. Bruce Arians had even... a guy walk off the field <laughs> topless, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm not going to talk about that. He's no longer part of." The team. You know what I mean? Like even he handled that respectfully when he could have yeah. been like, "Are you like you know what I mean?" Like he could have easily gone off publicly and did. Yeah. You know, and even I think even today was like, "I care about him." You know, I hope he, that he gets the help that he needs and all that stuff. Like, think what you want. So we weren't really going to cover this too much, but you did bring it up. So I just want to mention one thing, and I want to see what you guys' take on this was. I just today heard that there may be more to the story where um, Brown felt like he was injured. He said, I'm injured on my ankle or whatever he's been having. I can't go out. And they said, if you don't get out there, we're cutting you. And he said, okay. And that's when he like took his shit off and took out, off. Nah. That didn't happen. They would never cut somebody in the middle of a game or what. 
I don't no, really know. Like, I felt like a real reporter said that, but did he just tell a reporter that? Yeah, probably. Okay. I mean, he's also a guy who faked his Vax card. They I know. They didn't, even a... want to bring him, they didn't even want to bring him back, but all Godwin got hurt. Evans got hurt, and then they were like, I guess we'll bring him back. But I think they were already... And Tom Brady back. said to do it. So when Tom Brady and says then, to do it, they do it, which is kind of sad. Um, but he has a history of being a like uh, you know domestic uh, violence and all this horrible shit. Well, he's the not whole a thing good with person, his feet so. with the Raiders when he said he couldn't practice and he lied to them. And I'm not giving John Gruden a pass, but like oh, oh my god, he wanted a special helmet for a long time at one point. Wouldn't play without a special helmet. I mean, he's just he's a dude. So yeah, yeah. Anyways, so here's what I will say. The one thing I'm going to give Zimmer a pass on, uh, you know, is there how many other people in the world? have to um, give everything in their life to a job that they're, they care about passionately and then get embarrassed publicly and then know that they're losing the job that they care about and then instantly have to take questions on television from uh, a shark room of reporters looking for I mean, them that, to give that's fine. That's fine. It is, I mean, if you're making 50 grand a year, I would empathize with. But when you have like a house in Minnesota and you've got your ranch in Kentucky or wherever it is, and you're sitting on a pile of Scrooge McDuck-like cash. I, I don't feel that bad for you that you have to answer questions. You really hard questions from the public no, media. I'm not saying, no, I'm not saying that I feel bad for them. I'm just saying you're going to get some ordinary answers from people when you're watching them lose their job publicly. I mean, yeah. that's that's the hardest thing. Like, if you were to lose your job, you'd go sit in your car by yourself or something, you know? And, like, this person finds out they lose their job, and then they have to go walk and talk about yeah, it. They're obviously in a bad mood. And yeah. It's it's gone. He he knows it. We know it. Everyone knows it. The every report this week was that the Vikings are looking for new candidates of coach. I mean, it's it's done. They, they haven't fired him yet because they respect him. Um, the Packers got the number one seed locked up going into the final week, which also sucks. Um, at this point, I'm cheering for two things: the Vikings to lose and all the teams around them to win, so we get the eighth pick in the draft. And for the Packers if to not win the Super Bowl. Got a top 10 pick out of- and for none of our good players to get hurt. Well, Nobody, we no injuries next COVID week list. either. Zimmer said in his press conference today, he's starting all the regular starters. The dumbest, most idiotic thing I've ever heard anybody say. I know he's got, this is his last well, he, knows- he wants to go out with a bang, I'm sure. But Jesus. So just this week, starting left tackle Christian Derrissaw, starting left guard Ezra Cleveland, Starting right tackle Brian O'Neill. Our three most important offensive linemen are all out. Our best defensive player Eric Kendricks is out, along with a bunch of guys who already are. I bet a bunch of people don't play in this game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be there in person to watch the mess. Well, that's like, going to be awesome. Why would you? Why would Harrison Smith want to play? Why would Patrick? You know what I mean? Like guys that are like probably pretty banged up at this point in the season. Like just take the pads off, stand mm-hmm. on the sideline in your sweats. Look, if you know that you have, if you were like eliminated from playoff contention weeks ago then you're going to expect to play these games. But when you just have one left, just skip Especially it. guys that are worth a lot of money, where, like, if they get hurt, you can't cut them because you still owe them guaranteed money. Like, and it's dead against the cap. So yeah. it just seems kind of pointless. So, guys, before we talk about what we really want to play out with, who gets fired, who stays, whatever, I want to ask you guys a question. Now, in this scenario, you have to you, – you can get rid of two, and you have to keep one – for the the I next season, for one more season. Spielman, Zimmer, Cousins. Yeah, Zimmer. So, you know, maybe you guys, clean slate, wipe them all out. You have to keep one. Because um, I think that's a more interesting question for you guys. Okay, I'll go first. So who wants I'll to go first? I have the worst take, so uh, let Eric clean up my mess. Um, I would 
get rid of Zimmer go. and Cousin and keep Spielman. I think that would be, in my opinion, the lesser of the three evils. Um, if only because mm-hmm. uh, Zimmer's washed, like he's done. Like I think Eric would agree, he would be he'd be gone too. Yeah. Um, but I think he's probably number one. Pick I think for, Cousins' for the X, right? half okay. hit yeah. is such a detriment to the te- like to the overall health of the roster that he's got to go too. And like Spielman is a fine GM. I'm not saying he's the best, but he's also not the worst. So. I feel like that is a, a very like spongeable uh, position that if you have a strong-willed head coach, you'd be able to influence you know the way the picks are, are going anyway. Um, so those would be my two. I agree with everything you said, and if I had to give you percentages on my guess off if they're back, I would say zero um, percent for Zimmer. Zero, okay. he is we'll gone. Um, I would say. As the GM of the team, so he could still be with the Vikings, but as the GM of the team, I think there's a 35% chance that Spielman's back as the GM. Um, And I think for Cousins, it's 50-50. Really? And uh, that's not great odds for any of them. Um, But yeah, I would agree. I think Spielman is the least offensive of the three. Uh, Cousins is a good quarterback, but he's not a winner, and he never has been his whole career. He's like a 500 quarterback for his career. You can talk about whatever circumstances you want. But he just doesn't have the it factor. He, he fucking he, defies all circumstances. He's like a perfect 500 in his career. And that's yeah. in the Vikings. It's not like he had one year where we won one game. And then the next year we won them all to get to 500. This fucking dude, every season is 500. He's perfect. It? He's amazing at it. He's been there for three years. And he has one playoff win, one playoff loss. And hasn't been over 500 in two years. Um, so... I think that what's going to happen, if I had to guess, I'm going to guess Zimmer and his entire staff is gone disagree. Uh, next I Monday. I Andre Patterson uh, the Vikings. will at least get an incoming head coach, but I feel like but Clint and Adam Zimmer and all the other guys are, are definitely Well, Patterson will get an interview if he wants it. Like, he might just go jump on oh, with that's true. any it, team in the that's league. True. I mean, I would be say, up okay, to him. So then I take that back. I think pa- Andre Patterson would be afforded the opportunity to stay if he wanted to. Yeah. Um, other than that, everyone's going to be gone for sure. Um, I think that Cousins, they're going to try to trade him. Um, this is where all of these angry sports fans are like, who would want Cousins? Who would trade for Cousins? He sucks. Okay, last year, Carson Wentz got traded for a number one pick. Cousins is about seven times better than Carson Wentz. Um, last year, Sam Darnold went for a number two pick, a second round pick. He's about a hundred times better than Sam Darnold. Well, Sam Darnold there are teams in the league that are just for but, but like, these guys are not good quarterbacks, and they went for significant draft capital. So Cousins should get you a one, a two at the very worst. I mean, it's a no-brainer that you trade him if someone wants him. Um, they'd have to agree to an extension with him because they're not going to pay him $45 million next year. Um, I'm going to guess that they're going to try really hard to trade Cousins, and they might have to take someone back in return to be their quarterback in the short term. Um, maybe like a... Um, I would have said Wentz, but I don't know how much how much they have in the way of draft picks. Maybe a uh, um, Baker Mayfield, something like that, where you get picks and a player. Um, but they're gonna. I think they're gonna try to trade him because it's hard to reset the team with that contract. There, mm-hmm. um, you're gonna see the end of some uh, veteran names. Um, so you definitely won't have guys like Anthony Barr back. I'm gonna guess they franchise and trade Daniel Hunter um, for some mid round draft pick. Uh, you know, they're going to move on from some big guys and try to kind of give an incoming regime 
some flexibility to play with and some way to put their own spin on what this team looks like. Overall, I think they're going to be pretty bad next year. Well, that's a, I guess maybe that's more to the point. Like, do they unload guys like Dalvin, run with Alex Madison, or do they try and look at like maybe moving Thielen for some sort of a pick to free up some money and kind of hit a soft reset? Or do you think they kind of like blow it up in the short term to be better in the longer short term, if that makes sense? Cousins, Cousins is only back if someone comes in – an offensive-minded coach, and is like, I love like Cousins. If we got, I if really like, if need we got Cousins. Kyle Shanahan as our head coach. Just, just, I'm just making that up, obviously. Yeah. yeah. If a coach loved him, then he'd be back. Other than that, I think they'll try to trade him. Delvin's contract's going to be really hard to trade. I can't imagine he's gone, even though they'd probably like to redo that. Um, Thielen maybe comes back at a less, lesser number. Um, I think if Thielen wasn't from Minnesota, he'd probably be gone. But I think that the fans have an affinity for him because he is from Minnesota. Um but yeah, I mean, overall, it's it's not good. Two bad seasons in a row, two disappointments. It's going to be sad to see some guys leave, um, but it's definitely time. The window was shut already. Now the door is shut on this team. They play the Bears in a completely meaningless game. We should all be cheering for the Bears to help them get a better draft pick. And, and I think the Bears uh, fans are saying yeah, the same thing. Be, like, don't play the Fields, don't play Dalton, play whoever fit the pads on. So they'll play their best quarterback. Yeah. Foles, um, their best quarterback. Real quick. <laughs> All right. Eric, do you feel like Zimmer's window shut when we lost to the East in 27? Yeah, probably officially like, yeah, yeah, then. Like for sure. And like, uh, it sounds like Zimmer. Right? Yeah, in hindsight, I mean, we we went to the playoffs with, with Cousins the one year. Um, I think that he he probably felt like signing Cousins and having to get rid of his heavy defensive team um, – probably was the end of his window. And it, it probably was. Yeah, when especially, you well, especially when you're like, well, we made the NFC Championship with Case Keen. Uh You know, sky could be the limit with Kirk Cousins. Who knows? It would be. It would just be nice. Like, it would be nice to have a guy on a rookie contract at quarterback. I mean, that, that's the great advantage is a good rookie quarterback, uh, contract quarterback. So we'll see what happens. We'll be covering the Vikings and the NFL over the next few weeks. Uh, we'll talk NFL playoffs after this week. Uh, yeah. Finally, guys, last thing real quickly. Premier League round up. The top four teams all played each other uh, to start the new year. Started out with Arsenal, uh, number four in the league right now, hosting number one, uh, Man City. This was the proudest I've been in a loss I think I've ever watched. The Arsenal put it on City badly for a huge chunk of this game. They took the lead. They were winning at halftime. And then in a two-minute stretch, um, they gave up two. uh, They got two yellow cards that were both kind of iffy. They missed an empty net. They gave up a penalty that was flipped over because of VAR, and the whole game flipped for the worse. Man City wins, uh, only furthering their lead over everyone. And then your two teams, uh, Liverpool and Chelsea, duked it out in an up-and-down 2-2 draw, which both teams probably the left. The first half of the Liverpool-Chelsea match was not like anything I've watched in a long time. And then the second half, the second half <laughs> it was, was electric. Like, a little bit more conservative, but like there were chances for both. There were definitely chances for both teams. And then like the last 20 minutes of the match was like the most boring soccer I've ever watched of like everyone playing not to. And I think that they were, they, they all look tired and our teams don't often look tired, but I think that there was so much adrenaline up until that point that they were like, dude, we're just going to draw. Okay guys, I'm so fucking beat. (laughs) You (laughs) can jog fast, but no sprinting. Yeah. How about we go for long yeah. passes? Was, Everyone just stay really put. Like, we'll just pass each other. Hear, um, it's rare that you hear the announcers cool, but... like Arlo White and Graham Lasso being like, 
uh, I've got tingles going down my spine right now because this match is so like intense. Yeah. And it was for the first. It was great. It was great. I, so we drew twice this year. Um, kind of, I, and that, it makes a lot of sense, dude. We're like, we've been back and forth between two and three, but you know what? We're not, neither of us are number yep. one. Um, Chelsea and Liverpool may have played, yeah. but City won was, the match. Was, and that like, we texted was. about it. Obviously, it was it was the worst case scenario for both of Like it would have been nice to springboard one or the other and say, hey, "Go get them if you can." Right? Do do your do your damnedest. But if you can't, yep. you know that's fine. But we drew, and that's minus two points for you know either yep. way. And- yep. Crazy stuff. All right, guys. That's all the time we have this week on the Nordies podcast. Check out our screencast this week when we talk news and we talk Nordies. We'll give you the the most exciting awards in uh, all of podcasting. And I feel confident when I say that. So check that out. Until then, thanks for listening to the Nordies Podcast.